Howdy, y'all, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Grind. I'm your host, John Spencer, so grab a mug of your favorite brew and get ready to brew your brain as we give a rundown on today's dates and some interesting historical facts, and to sharpen your wit as I toss out some random musing and facts just to get your brain gears turning, and hopefully a time to enrich your faith as we talk about our walk with Jesus. Hey, so joining me again this week for Brew Your Brain and Sharpen Your Wit is my sister, Carla Cockrell. Hello, Daily Grind. Got me a cup of my favorite brew, too, so let's go. Mm, Yeah. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to brew your brain. It's Wednesday, August 30th. And on this date in 1789, the Declaration of the Rights of Man and of the Citizen was approved by the National Constituent Assembly of France. Oh. Yeah. 1789, the French Declaration of Independence. Why do you need that many words to say what that is? That's a really wordy name for us. Yes. That yourself free. Mm. Uh, this date in 1883, Krakatoa erupted in Indonesia, and it created tidal waves that killed thousands of people and was heard 3,000 miles away. Yikes. Affected the atmosphere for years afterwards. That is a major event. And on this date in 1939, the first televised baseball game was played between the Brooklyn Dodgers and the Cincinnati Reds on WXBS in New York. Oh, that is, (laughs) that's a big deal. That's a big deal. First televised baseball game. August 30th is National Toasted Marshmallow Day. Oh, yum. I know. I'm in. Now, I... I'm one of those people, though, that I like my marshmallows. I'm going to toast them just golden brown on the outside. I'm not one of those, oh, just burn it and have fly, fire flaming all over it. I, I really like a, a, just a, a mocha color to my marshmallow. Oh, see, I like a crispy you on like the outside, soft crust on the inside. On yes. Yes. <laughs> Takes all kinds. Yes. It is National Grief Awareness Day. Okay. It's National Holistic Pet Day. I was not aware. (laughs) Holistic Pet Day. Like Holistic Pet Care Day? Yeah, it is. It is that day. (laughs) Yeah, we're focused on their well-being. Okay. And and holistic things of diet, environment. Mm Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. Okay. That holistic day. Now, the picture that comes up with uh, National Holistic Pet Day is this yellow lab on a white, fluffy bed getting a dog massage. (laughs) Okay. That's not happening, Ben. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Me either, but I think you should take your... I'll check in on him, though. 
Hey, we'll feed you good stuff. And it's also National Beach Day. Okay. All right. Now's that time of the day to grind to sharpen your wit. A fortnight is two weeks, and it gets its name from 14 nights. Oh, I, you know, I actually wondered about that. There I you never go. know. Oh. Problem solved. Great. 14 nights. Fortnight or two weeks. Did you know that the charcoal drawings of Kate Winslet and James Cameron's Titanic were actually drawn by James Cameron? I did not know. How about that? I know. Talented dude. Food poisoning doesn't come from undercooked food. It comes from undercooked bacteria, viruses, and parasites. Okay. Delightful. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying. I know. That's yeah. the stuff you really need to cook. Yeah. The food can be cooked or not cooked. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what you really need to cook are bacteria, viruses, viruses mm-hmm. and parasites. Get your bacteria cooked and your parasites. Yep. Well done. You <laughs> will love this, Carla. <laughs> okay. <gasps> Any three consecutive numbers added together mm-hmm. will always be divisible by three. Yes. Just and I do love that. And in my I, mind, I'm picking random numbers and dividing them. I knew you would be. You'd yes. be going, oh, 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 what? Yes. <gasps> Me too. They just do cool things. Mm-hmm. Hey, Carla, do you know why lions like to eat tightrope walkers? <laughs> no. <laughs> because they want a well-balanced meal. Oh, of course they do. <laughs> <sighs> Hey, so there is an underwear thief here in the Metroplex, um, and they're calling that a brief crime spree. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, my goodness. These, I know. I was going to have some insect puns right here, but they bug me. <laughs> then we should not. So, <laughs> I prefer my kale with a silent K. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. The Pillsbury Doughboy, I think, is the only true role model. Ah, right. I know. And here's the last one of those. I was once kidnapped by mimes, and they did unspeakable things to me. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Okay. I know. You say so. I could never find the exit to that box they put me in. Oh. I think we've missed the significance of this and why we should love our enemies and how to actually do it. So let's jump back in, continue looking at what it means to love your enemies. Jesus says, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor, hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. Jesus does what he always does, raises the bar. You shouldn't just love those who love you, you should also love those who hate you. It's revolutionary. It's countercultural. And let's be honest, you should love your enemies because also how you treat people tells those around us Something about Jesus, especially those that we disagree with or might have hurt us. 
There's people who don't know Jesus who are observing you and me, forming opinions about what Jesus is like. And the people around us will shape their image of Jesus based on our actions and words. The way we treat those we consider enemies, how we pray for them or don't, reveals something about Jesus to those watching. You and I might actually be the only example of Jesus that someone encounters. That's another reason why it's important. But today, I really want us to dig in and explore how to love our enemies like Jesus did. I think I have seven practical, I hope they're practical, ways to go about it. So just a quick note, enemy, I mean that word in the broadest sense. I mean, it could be somebody who hurt you deeply, someone who holds an opposing political view, or even someone who just cut you off in traffic. Think of enemies as anyone that you have negative feelings towards. And here's how we're to love those enemies. First, be humble. Uh, that happens when we love God and we learn how to receive his love in humility. I know I'm not alone here, but I feel like I have an advantage. I can be humble. I'm not saying I'm there, but I can be humble because I'm aware that I'm such a sinner. I think the inside track that I might have to humility is because I know how often I blow it. I know my past too. Believe me, I am not the guy that I would want my daughter to go out with uh, my younger self. The college version of John Spencer was a mess. But God in his mercy, so undeserved, has been really good to me. And I have reminders of how frail I can be in this journey. I mean, we just need to remember that everyone we meet is broken, just like us and needing the same grace and mercy we received and that none of us deserve. Secondly, pray. Pray for healing and forgiveness, including your enemies. Your enemies might have hurt you or someone that you care about, and the pain that they've caused is real. Even small hurts leave scars. To love your enemies, you need to start by seeking healing through prayer. Take your brokenness, your pain, and your bitterness to God and ask him to show it to you and then to heal it. Thirdly, practice empathy. Put yourself in their shoes. I mean, in our world that is so divided, so tribal, we often attack those who disagree with us. So instead of throwing stones, try to understand your enemy. If you take the time to really listen to their stories, learn kind of what motivates them, you'll likely maybe find a reason behind their belief. I'm not saying you need to agree with it, but you can see where they're coming from. Fourth, find common ground. Look, when you're in a conflict, we usually focus on our differences. Instead, try to identify with something positive about this person you perceived as your enemy, even if it's hard, and it will be. Remember that you, both of you, you and your enemy have this in common. You're both Imago Dei. You are both creations of God in his image and loved by him. Fifth, forgive. Our culture can be unforgiving, always ready to cancel someone for their mistakes. But we've all made mistakes. 
just as Jesus forgave us, we should extend forgiveness to others. And when we do this, man, we show people a glimpse of Jesus. Sixth, pursue intentionally, pursue unity and peace. Again, our world, our culture, our society, full of division. And we are called by Jesus to be peacemakers. And this applies even to our enemies. We can stand for our beliefs while still loving and pursuing peace with those who think differently. If you're not, I think Jesus says you are not living and acting like you are God's children. And seventh, be patient. Loving your enemies is a process that takes time. Don't expect instant change. Be patient with yourself as you work towards genuine love for your enemies and be patient with them too. Just as you're on a journey, they are too. And the truth is many of us in the church have been too heavy handed, quick to speak and slow to listen instead of the opposite. And that has alienated and isolated a lot of lost people. So in closing, I know this is not easy. Jesus's call never was meant to be, but he commands us to love our enemies. That challenge just upsets every ounce of conventional wisdom. But by doing so, we have the potential to change the world, just like Jesus and his early followers did. He loved us when we were enemies and that transformed everything. Imagine if we, as followers of Jesus, chose to love those we disagree with. It could change the world still. So go ahead, love your enemies, and be a catalyst for change. As always, thanks for joining me on an edition of The Daily Grind. I hope you see tomorrow. I'll put a few of those verses in the show notes. Again, there's links to my emails. Drop me a line. Tell me what you would like to see, what you'd like to see or hear less of. You could include, again, a tip, advice, something interesting and random, a good dad joke, any of it. Would love to hear from you. All that stuff is there in the show notes on the podcast. Take a minute, if you would, give me a little bit of feedback. Have a great Wednesday. Grace and peace to you. In the name of our Lord Jesus.